0: Twenty-three through twenty-four. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. it was a joy to to sing with you. Now I know when I'm sitting out there where you are, with some of you in front of me, I should sing just like I do up here. But nobody's in front of me when I'm up here, so I I was cranking it out tonight. I hope I wasn't off key. But whatever key I was in, God liked it, I think. We had this joy to sing praises together. And it's nice that we can come as as believers who are are fully engaged. I I know that uh, all of us find ourselves at different places. But you're here tonight because you are committed to Christ. And you want to live life like he wants you to live. And and he connects us with each other. And so we live this life together uh, with other believers as well. And I know each of us want to be fully engaged Sometimes we look at others and, and think that what that means for others means the same for us And we follow the same truth and we follow the same Christ and we follow the same God But wherever you find yourself on this journey of, of, uh, with Christ this, The point is to take that next step, to be fully engaged To take that step to where God would want us to be And that, that step is not the same for any two of us but each of us can take that step and so we're we always at this time of year come together and think about ways that we can be more connected with Christ and accomplish what he wanted and tonight we're especially going to talk about involvement with a lesson that we, we entitled because it's in the kind of in the text use it or lose it I'm not for sure what a, how good that title is but it sure seems to kind of fit we're in Matthew chapter 25 verses 14 through 30 the the parable of the bags of gold or the parable of the talents. And If you want to turn over there, we're going to spend some time in just a few minutes uh, talking about that as well. But that's the goal for all of us is to be fully engaged. And we, I recognize that our faith is not judged by our activity. But our activity and what we do is an outgrowth of the faith that we have. And so it does play a part. And so today is a time that we can come together as a body of Christ. And, and while there is a corporate view to this, the, all of us together as the body of Christ, there's also a personal focus. And in a sense, we're going to look a little bit more at that personal focus of our involvement tonight. And I hope each of us will consider the thought of what's God calling me to do? What, how does God want me to respond? What are my next steps on this journey? It's so easy in life to sit back and think, well, somebody else will do it. Somebody else will see that need and give to meet that need. Somebody else will see that there's there's a need for involvement in that area, and they'll do what needs to be done. But tonight, I think the focus should be more on, God, what would you have me to do to accomplish your will in this place at this time? At the uh, end of your pews, usually on the left-hand side, there's some packets. If you are here this morning, you might already have one of those. But you might look at the people on your row, and if they, haven't, if they need one of those white envelopes, just pass them down. And there's more behind you and in front of you. So if you all just kind of work together to make every, sure everybody who wants one of those has it. What we're going to especially focus on in a minute tonight is the involvement forms. But this morning, Randy kind of walked us through that, that page that calls us to uh, a commitment and we're going to have, on february 2nd we're going to turn in these commitment forms that call us to to attendance to prayer to bible study to uh, to giving and cheerfully giving to, to using our talents and to be actively involved in making disciples whether that be a uh, discovery bible study or the mentoring program shared experiences mission trips there's a lot of ways that we we take that journey And I hope that you'll be prayerfully considering those. But we are going to look tonight at the involvement form. So if you'd like to put one of those out, that's fine. Matt's going to walk us through that in just a few moments. Matt is our deacon over involvement. And he does so much to make sure we have a platform under our ministries that allow each of the members to have an opportunity to meet the needs that are before us. And he works with all the different deacons and ministry leaders to find out what those are. He builds this form from that Matt and Kristen means so much to us and Matt I I don't even know how many years you've been doing this 10 years now 6 7 8 9 10 a lot of years he's been putting this together and so he knows those needs and he's going to take a few moments just to walk us through this 2020 ministry involvement Matt
1: thank you Kent good evening it's a pleasure to share some information with you about the many ministries supported by this congregation. It's an exciting time because our ministry leaders have identified many opportunities for us to get involved in 2020 and I think that's very exciting. There's actually 112 unique opportunities on that involvement form that you have in front of you and I'd like to use this opportunity to give you some background information on each one of them. For that reason, the section host is going to be bringing some coffee in in just a moment to get through the next hour and a half. So just be patient with us. No, no, we're not going to do that, Um, but if you don't mind, please get the form out if you have one. And what I would like to highlight are some things that are new on the form this year, um, some items that could probably use more context than what we could fit on the form, uh, as well as those that, that have expressed the need for the most help. So I'd like to highlight some of those, if you don't mind, if you can get that out. In the meantime, um, this same form that you have in front of you is available online through our forms page on our, on our website. That's the direct path to it, I think, um, but if you just want to go to our forms page on, uh, on our church website, you can get to the 2020 Involvement Form and see the same thing. And we highly encourage people to submit the form online versus turn it into the paper form, if you're able. So, if you get out the involvement form and turn to the first page, um, we'll start with Angel Park, number one. So Angel Park, as you might guess, entails mowing and trimming of the park and keeping it in shape. This is a seasonal activity. Starts in April and generally goes through October. It it occurs concurrent with Money for the Master right after the mill. No equipment is needed. They generally have more equipment than they have people to run the equipment. Uh, but they could use help. If you go down to the bottom of the page, you'll see the building building maintenance. So David Laxton, who runs this ministry, has a group of people he relies on for the smaller jobs, but he's looking for people to help with the larger, less frequent jobs. And that's what we have here on the list or, or opportunities to help with those things. You know, we come in here, we have heat tonight, we have comfortable seats, we have working plumbing. Those are all very nice things to have and we can easily take them for granted. But it takes a lot of work to keep those things running, and that's what his, his ministry is about. If you turn to the uh, first inside page, to number six through eight, you'll see the children's ministry opportunities. So the children's ministry at the Edmund Church of Christ exists to help our children grow in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and men. As you can see from the forum, they've got a lot of opportunities here and they do a tremendous amount with our youth. Of the, probably the most need from what they've expressed to me is the need for Bible class teachers, so under uh, item six. So we encourage people to, to get involved to teach, teach Bible class. You don't have to bring a lesson plan, the lesson plan is provided, uh, the curriculum is provided, you just have to show up. Um, so they make it as easy as, as it can get. If you go down a bit further to number 13, you'll see the fellowship committee. Uh, t- this is not technically new, but it's new for this forum this year. Uh, Mary's looking for help assisting cleanup on on the six different, or actually on the three different uh, fellowship activities, pie and cobbler, hot dog, and, and ice cream fellowships to clean up afterwards. It takes 20 to 30 minutes if they have enough people and they could use help. They're also looking for one or two people that are committed to helping plan those sorts of events. So that's item number two under section 13. Somebody that can show up and, and help organize uh, the six different uh, fellowship events. If you turn to the third page, uh, the second inside page, you'll see grief share at the top, number 17. So this is a ministry that help people deal with grief from loss. Um, Alan and Jeanette, we decided have been doing this for many, many years. And as you can imagine, this is quite taxing on them, both from a time perspective, but also emotionally. They could use help in facilitation. You don't need any experience. You just need to show up. They will uh, provide the training, and, and they're not gonna throw you to the wolves, as they say at the beginning. They will help you learn how to facilitate, and then you can help them going forward. Um, as a secondary need, they need help with refreshments for these sessions that occur uh, at the same time as money, money not for the master, money for the master. If you go down to number 18, uh, 18.5 to be exact, uh, I wanted to highlight the building hosts. So the building host is not new this year. It was new last year, I believe, but it's, it bridges the gap between visitors coming into the front and receiving a bulletin and getting to a class or to the worship service. So we don't just leave them on their own to stumble around this very large building. So it, it, it shows God's love by helping them to get to a place where they feel welcome. And we're looking for, for support there. If you go down to number 19, the Kids Place, this is a peer support group for kids and their families that have uh, lost a loved one, so they're grieving. What we're looking for here are people to help with uh, two nights a week on Mondays um, to facilitate sessions. Here again, no training is required, or or, or no experience is required. Training will be provided. Um, But what they're looking for is the commitment for doing two Mondays a night, or two Mondays a, a month, sorry, two Mondays a month. Two Mondays night would be pretty hard, wouldn't it? All right, if you go down to number 20, you see the men's ministry. There are a lot of opportunities under the men's ministry, which is great. I especially want to highlight 20.11. So this is new in the form this year. It's not a new ministry, but uh, this is serving on the prison ministry outreach team. So Roy Greenway and David Denton last year started this effort to reach out to uh, some of our local Uh, Transitional centers. There's two here, I think, in the Oklahoma City area—the Oklahoma City one and the Carver one—and they've been teaching Bible classes there. So these are minimum security um, facilities for non-violent people as they're transitioning out of prison and into life, and it's meant to help them uh, make that transition. So at a minimum, what they're looking for is for us to be uh, welcoming to the 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 the, uh, people that they are bring the men that they are actually bringing to. Our services and Bible classes um, but if you sign up here then there's a couple things you can do one you can write cards to them they they appreciate the encouragement um, or you can go take a Department of Corrections um, certification class which takes a day and once you complete that you can actually go in and help lead the Bible class or you can actually transport them here to the church building or other church activities and I think this is an awesome uh, outreach um, ministry opportunity that we should all consider. If you go down a bit further to the quiet place, so the quiet place is just that. It's a quiet place for people to go worship during second and evening services. So they're at this moment in the chapel listening to what you're listening to. Um, but it gives people an opportunity to, to worship in a, in a quiet, small setting, perhaps because they're grieving and they're not ready for the emotionally for the large uh, worship service. Or perhaps they have an immune system compromised and they need, they need some separation. But what they need there are monitors just to, to watch the doors and, and help make sure it stays quiet for them to have a meaningful worship. If you go to the back page, we'll see a new one for this year. It's not a new ministry again, but number 27, sign language. Um, if you're interested in learning sign language and teaching uh, deaf women to the Bible. This is a great opportunity, and Terry's looking for people that are interested. Um, the training and the Bible class lesson occur on Monday nights, uh, right after Monday night for the Master, at 6:30. Under UR Special 28, I want to highlight 28.4. So UR Special is always looking for help, but in particular, they need help with the distribution days. That's where children come in, and they're able to pick out clothing. And they need people to help one walk through all the different options and, as they pick out that clothing. That's where they need the most help. And further down the page, if you look at worship leaders, um, we're always in need of, of more worship leaders. But in particular, I want to call that number 32.2. That is helping with second service sound. So that's being up there in the booth and running sound during second service. And uh, no, again, no experience is required, you just, uh, you just need to have interest, and the training will be provided, okay? I know I didn't, so, so I'm, gonna, I'm done with the forum for now, I know I skipped over a lot of ministries, if you're a leader of some of those other ministries, I apologize, um, they are all extremely important and they all need your help. Um, and I also wanted to put out there was other involvement opportunities that are not on the forum. Most of us are familiar with Money for the Master. A lot of things that happen Money for the Master, watch your bulletin. They generally publish things that are needed for that week. And you can just show up and do different things, like writing cards, doing special projects. Um, They've been averaging, I think, just under 200 people for Money for the Master. So that's, that's incredible. That's a great thing. Thankfully, this congregation is quite active. There's hundreds of people quietly going about the Lord's and doing the Lord's work. However, there's lots of opportunities and needs that go unfulfilled, even on this forum. So the reason why these things are on the forum is because the leaders are asking for your help. I know sometimes it's nice to get that personal invitation, but with a congregation this size, it's difficult for the leaders to personally ask everyone uh, for help, right? It's, it's, a, you know, it's a very difficult thing. So this forum is that personal invitation. Everything on this forum are, are real needs. I, I hope that you consider signing up for one or more of these things. And I hope that you prayerfully consider each one of them and committing to serve God um, through your gifts. You know, we each have gifts, as it says in Romans twelve six. We each have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So let, let's use those gifts to serve God. And as Randy encouraged us this morning, let's all get outside our comfort zone as I obviously I am at this point, Um, and intentionally serve God with these gifts. So please take these forms home with you, pray about it, uh, select one or more, and again, you can submit it electronically or bring this back in next week or the week after. Um, We do highly encourage the electronic submission. And please note that once we collect all the inputs, it takes about four to five weeks to compile them and get your names back out to each of the ministry leaders so it will be at least that amount of time before they contact you so i just say that so that you're not expecting a call or an email within a week or two because that's that's a very challenging thing to achieve Um, and lastly if you do sign up for ministry and you're contacted please try to get back to them also as quickly as you can and if you have any questions about any of these ministries you're welcome to contact me or the leaders and that's why we put their names on the form thank you very much
0: Thanks Matt, I appreciate that as, as he mentioned, there's a lot more ministry that goes on These are just the ones that have needs And, and really appreciate it And if you're in an adult Bible class uh, Always feel free to reach out to your shepherd If you're wondering what you can do Or how you can do it We do have some boxes If you filled out your form tonight and You're ready to turn it in There's some boxes out in the for you You can put those in And we'd love to go ahead and start receiving those I hope th- I hope you fill one out Even if you only check one thing Just uh involved we try and refresh that each year now I'm not saying that Caleb Dacus if you signed up for the moving ministry is going to go and delete your name if you signed up last year he's probably still going to try and use you but we do try and refresh it so uh, if, if you signed up in the past please sign up again for those, those specific areas what a wonderful ways and opportunities we have to be involved there is so much that God is doing and so much need sometimes in a large congregation I hear people say I want to go to a small church where they really need me well small churches do need you but we need you too. There's a lot going on. There's not less to do here. There is just as much and perhaps even more. Perhaps even more, especially if you want to serve and not be seen. It's, it's even easier in a church like this to serve in meaningful, significant ways without receiving the earthly glory but getting the heavenly credit for it. Well, we do want to turn over to Matthew chapter 25 and look at this story of the talents. And I'm just going to make a few observations from reading this. We're not going to dig into each verse, but just a few general observations. And the first one I would mention is that everything I have belongs to God. I hope when you gave your life to Christ, that a part of you understood what that meant. That you laid everything at His feet. You you gave Him your life. You gave Him your all. In in a way, it probably didn't feel like you lost anything other than your sin. All of us remember the, the beauty and the, and the joy and the happiness of having your sins washed away, a clean slate, not to fill or be guilty for those, those sins. But you gave him your all. It, it is God's. The psalmist put it this way in Psalm 24.1. He said, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. God made it all. And we gave it all to him. But he entrusts us here in this world. And so in the story in Matthew 25, verse 14, it says, Again, it will be the kingdom will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. Everything belongs to God, but God entrusts us with what he owns, with his property, with what he has. And there should be great release and joy in knowing that you are entrusted with with God's property with, It is God's I, I can vividly remember Maybe some of you can Driving your parents car It was just kind of embarrassing when it was a station wagon But uh <laughs> Actually my parents didn't do so hot When I was in those date, early dating years On getting cars that were cool for me But I can remember driving my parents car And, and appreciating that I had a vehicle to drive and if I was driving my parents car and it had a flat the first thing I did would we didn't have cell phones I'd find a phone and call my dad and say dad your car has a flat you need to fix it I remember getting my first car and all of a sudden I was paying those taxes I was buying that fuel and when I had a flat I had to pay to fix it so there is some joy in knowing that what you have is not yours so use what God gives you with this kind of freedom that comes from it. You know, it, but it's not mine. I know it's God's. And God is entrusting it to you. And so when, when things don't go the way you think, God, we have a problem here. How are you going to help me? Everything I have is God's. And it's important to also realize that God has given me in return some talents. It, back in our text in Matthew 25, verse 15, To the one he gave five talents of money; to the other, two talents; and to another, one talent each, according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Now, the the translation I'm using uses the word talents. Perhaps the one you're looking at right now it says bags of gold. What he's talking about here is money. That's that's what this text is saying. But the point is different. It is not limited to money. And so what we're talking about tonight is, is much more than just our money. He says, according, each according to his abilities. Now, it's been observed, and I think there's some truth to this, is there are no non-talent people in this story. And there are no people who are Christians and following God that don't have any opportunity to serve and to be a blessing in this world. And so for us, if it's, it, if it's not just money, what is it? What is this talent? What God, has, what God has given back to us? Well, it's any, any ability we have. It's our physical health. It's the places that we go to work. It's the schools that we attend. It's any strength that we have. It's the family that we find ourselves within. It's all those things that God has given us, the opportunities, the place that we live. God says, I, I entrust these things to you. God has given us some opportunities, some talents, some ways of being a blessing for him in this world. And in return, God expects me to use my talents. He expects me to use what he has given me. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Remember, a parable is a parallel. And one day he's saying, in a very real sense, we're going to give an account to God. We're going to give an account for our lives for Those of you going to school And those of us who remember going to school I, always, uh, I wasn't always real alert While the teacher was teaching But one of the things that always got my attention Was when the professor or the teacher says This is going to be on the exam and, uh, and so you perk up and you listen Okay I need to write this down I need to put a star by it I need to highlight it This is going to be on the exam. It gets your attention. God tells us that when we stand before him on that final judgment, on the final exam, I can answer, I I give you one of the questions, he says. What did you do with what I gave you? This is important stuff. And we better be ready to answer that question. God, you blessed me in these ways, and this is what I did for it. And here is a wrong answer. A wrong answer would be to say I buried it. It's wrong for me to bury what God gave me. Verse 26 his master replied, "You wicked this is to the one who who came buried it. You wicked lazy servant, you knew that I harvest where I do not have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed." You know he 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 says I was afraid. I I know you're this all powerful one, so I went out and buried my talent. What do you do when you bury something? I mean, it, it, you put it out of sight. It's almost like you pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, that's what most kids do with their Christmas presents, right? They just go bury them. They don't want to see them. You know, they leave them unopened. They no. But so many times in life, we want to play it safe. And God is the Creator. He's the Maker. And so we think maybe I should play it safe here. I I should I should uh, bury it. And he's saying, no, that's not what he gave it to us for. Use it. Risk it. You see, when you use what God gave you and you risk, you know, you step out of that comfort zone, what you're doing is you're stepping into faith. Faith is taking what God gives us and risking it or, or, or using it and placing it out there in front of us. You've probably heard of the old tombstone that said, at least he tried Well, I think before the Judgment Day with God, that better be one of the things that we can say. God, you gave me this, and I tried. I tried. Now, there are some of you that classify yourself as perfectionists. And uh, there's a part of me that kind of can be sensitive. Now, nothing I do is that perfect, but I I still try. And, And some of you, maybe like me, think like this. If something is to be done, it's to be done perfectly. And if I can't do it perfectly, then I just won't do it at all. And so, if if everything has its place, and I can't get everything in its place, then I won't put anything in its place. I've got a pile of things because I can't perfectly place it, so it just piles. Or are there things that I don't want to do? Be, I don't do because I don't think I can do it perfectly. And and what I've observed in life is, the first time you do something, you will not do it perfectly but the next time do it a little bit better and the next time do it a little bit better and so I think to people who think a little bit like that what I would say and what God I think would say to you is use it and let God perfect it you use it and then God will take what we do and perfect it for his glory will bring it to his glory so do the best that you can with what God's given us and don't bury it and don't be afraid because fear keeps me from using my talents verse 25 that one talent person said i was afraid and i went out and hid your gold in the ground see here is what belongs to you so what's your nat- natural response to fear if you're afraid of something like if you're afraid of heights and you're in a high place what do you do cover your eyes close your eyes you know i can remember when i was afraid what my father was going to do to me because I had misbehaved. I hid from my parents. Any of you ever hide from your parents? Because you're afraid? So when we're afraid, we hide. And Satan knows this and it becomes a favorite tactic of his. He wants you to get you tied. And he wants you to hide what God is trying to do through you and say, I could never do that. Or I'm not qualified. Or I'm afraid of failure. I mean, I can remember as a in grade school, you know, teacher asking a question and, and thinking, I, I think I, I got the answer, I got the answer, but I wouldn't raise my hand because I was afraid I'd be wrong and I'd be embarrassed. What God says is, I'm calling you. Do you, do you feel it? Raise your hand, volunteer, get involved, and let God take what you have and use it. Don't let Satan cause you to bury it and pretend it doesn't exist and to hide it. Because the one who didn't use the talent lost it. Now this is a general principle in life that if you don't use something, oftentimes you lose lose it. I mean, uh, it's true with working out. It's true with a, a lot of ways. Now I'm not saying everything that every ability that you have you'll lose if you don't use it for God's glory. Because some of you are great singers, but if you don't use your voice to sing praises to God, that doesn't mean you. So, I mean, there's a lot more here, and and quite frankly, this this concept is one that you can spend a lot of time thinking about. But I think the general point of the parable is use what God has given you, or he's going to take it from you. But the opposite is also the case. If you use what God has given you, in a sense, he'll give you more. I'm not saying if you use your voice to sing praises to God always that your voice is going to be better next year or the next day. I mean, that's not the point. It's just when you use what God's given you to to serve and be involved, he's going to give you more opportunities to serve and to be involved. But the biggest thing I'd like to leave you with tonight is if I use my talents wisely, I will be rewarded. I will be rewarded. Verse 23, his master replied, wow, this is powerful. It's got to be one of your favorite verses. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. I live for the word words well done. You remember the song, I Know the Lord Will Find a Way for Me? Oh, so I could, when I was young, it was a new song. That's how, <laughs> I would go to camp, and we would sing this song, and a buddy of my camp at camp, a friend of mine, mine's name was Weldon. And so we would sing Won't it be grand to hear him say, Well done! You know, so I can't sing that. So I'm not going to ever be called Weldon, but I can hear the words, well done. I think those are good words to hear. I mean, if you turned in a paper and your teacher wrote across the top of it, well done, wouldn't you be pleased? But that won't even compare. As if you get to heaven... When God says, what did you do with what I gave you? And his answer in response to, your, to you is, well done. You were good and faithful. You were faithful to use what I gave you. So come on in and join your master's happiness. Share in that joy. What a beautiful thought. If I use my talents where God has placed me in this world, where I am right now. Instead of saying I can't do what I used to do or I can't do what others to do, but I can do, I will do what God has placed in front of me and be a blessing in that way. We're on a journey and we are here right now. But we're not staying here. Our journey is to get to that day where we stand in front of God. And we clothe ourselves now with Christ so that we can, we can be in the presence of God as pure and holy, like Christ is pure and holy. And have our sins washed away. And then use the time that God leaves us here in such a way as to answer that question. We're on a journey. What's your next step? Be faithful to follow. You don't have to do it perfectly. Just do it faithfully. We're going to sing a song of invitation and if we could pray with you or for you or if this is the time you would like to give your life to Christ in the waters of baptism like this morning, we we would love to come alongside you and be rejoicing as the angels in heaven rejoice with you putting on Christ in baptism. there's a way you need to respond we'd invite you to come right now as we stand together and sing.